Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to discovering delectable dining? Find something that sizzles. A time-tested favorite. A feast for your eyes and palate. And a dining experience handled with care. In Vicksburg, the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. If you want to let people know that you're a Mississippi State fan, they've got you taken care of at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet or Flowood by the Half Shell. You can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant. That's the place to go whenever. You know, lunch, dinner, or in Sunday brunch, that, that's the best meal in town. It's right there at Restaurant Tyler. When you want to have a special occasion, a great place to go is Restaurant Tyler. Steaks, pasta, great seafood options. And some, some great appetizers and my favorite dessert in the city of Starkville, the stuffed pancake. If you haven't had it yet, you are missing out. If you have had it, well, if you know, you know. Enjoy it. Enjoy your tri- next trip. Make it a special occasion when you eat at Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi ready to serve you. I will say that I visited a Priority One Bank uh, just the other day. Oh. Yeah, but they were closed. I was just turning around in their parking lot. Oh. <laughs> We gotta do. I don't live in central Mississippi, so. But I was like, oh, it's priority one as I turned around and realized I'd made a wrong And turn. you saw a billboard the other day, too. I did. I saw the billboard for them. It's number one place to work in the state of Mississippi. Voted, nice. voted on by whoever votes on those kind of things. So, if you are in, in the market to change up your bank, if you've been banking somewhere and you're like, you know, I need to move into the new era of banking. I need to bank locally. I don't, I'm tired of these, working with these corporate banks. You need to check out Priority One. So go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the branch nearest you. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. E. Not exactly a uh, a uh, what's the word I want? An artistic masterpiece by Mississippi State on Saturday, but they do enough to get the win in disgusting fashion. Forty-one twenty-eight. Is your final score offensively? You know what? I don't have a lot of complaints, and we'll talk about that. Defensively, though, this team just sucks. And they just suck defensively, and there's just no getting around that fact. And that's going to haunt them the rest of the year. So we'll see where it takes us. But what are we going to talk about now? What, 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 do we, what do we take away from this game? I don't know. I need somebody to tell me. Luckily, I've got just the guy. Tell him, fuck. Well, <laughs> perfect. Just well. Just well, I just don't know. 
Uh, Brian, <clears throat> I don't I don't know how you fix this, especially right now. This is just a, a mess on the defensive end. There's there's no other way to say it. Mm-hmm. The offense put up 41 points. Every single person in the fan base would have signed up for that. If you're if you're nitpicking the offense at this point, then you're just going to nitpick because they're doing enough in in most of these games here, and they're just not getting any help from the defense. So I, I realize there's a lot of injuries. Um, they're rotating in a lot of freshmen and sophomores and guys that haven't played a lot of football, and that's perfectly understandable. And then you have a lot of guys that are having to play a lot of reps in the ball game and are just flat-out tired. I mean, yesterday got to the point where I was thinking, are they going to be able to get off the field? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just going to have to keep scoring. There, there's there's no other way around it because they could not stop Western Michigan from moving the ball, which is a very yeah, – Say that sentence again. They could not stop Western Michigan from moving the ball. Yeah. So that's very concerning. If you're a Mississippi State fan and you're facing a MAC team that doesn't have – I think they had two offensive linemen out – uh, didn't have their running back who was one of the leaders in the country rushing. He was out. Their starting quarterback was out, and then the second-string guy struggled. They brought in the third-string quarterback who had a good career at Old Dominion, but still. I mean, you got a guy that was at Old Dominion. Now he's at Western Michigan. He shouldn't be doing what he did yesterday, but he completed over 70% of his passes, which is the fourth straight game that's happened against Mississippi State's defense. The Bulldogs have a defensive problem. <clears throat> they have a big problem. Matt Brock is ultimately the guy to blame. He is leading the troops there, and he's doing a very poor job. That that's There's no other way around that. He's not putting them in their best positions to succeed. And on top of that, I don't think that you have the guys out there right now that can help you win SEC games across the board. I just – I. They need to recruit better, mm. plain and simple. They got to get better defensive linemen. They got to get uh, faster players across the board. They look really slow on the defensive side of the ball. They look tired. They look beat up. All of those things. It would shock me if this defense turned it around the rest of the way. We have enough evidence at this point. I just don't see it. Uh, when they get some players back, hopefully you can sustain some success at points during a ball game to give you a chance to win. But you're in a very bad place on the defensive side of the ball, and Mississippi State should never be in this spot. They shouldn't. Defenses at Mississippi State have have um, been able to sustain coaching changes, uh, changes in leadership on the defensive side of the ball, loss in um, NFL talent on the defensive side of the ball. We've basically seen two really bad defenses in the last 20 years. 20, maybe a little less than that because 2003 was pretty bad. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> Mississippi State's defenses has been a one constant. You know you're going to get hit in the mouth. You know that Mississippi State's going to make some plays. And if they, you know, if they aren't dominant on the front end of a drive, they're a bend but not break. They can make plays in the back end. This team is not performing up to Mississippi State standards, and that's a problem. And if Zach Arnett needs to step in and control the defense, he needs to step in and control the defense. If they need to get better players, they better start doing that. And what we're seeing as far as JUCO offers are not moving the needle, uh, in, in my opinion. So something has to change for Mississippi State and needs to change quickly 
and I just don't think that's going to happen this year. But that's where you are. But at the end of the day, Mississippi State wins 41-28. you got to win. You need to get to the bye week as soon as possible to, to rest up some guys and, and try to regroup here. But looking at the rest of the schedule, I'm not going to predict this day that Mississippi State can win an SEC game. I mean, I, I think they can, but I'm not going to – if you ask me to break down the schedule the rest of the way, I'm picking 0-8. That's that's where they are right now. Oof. They're going to have to show something um, much different in the back half of the schedule because right now it's it's not good. Yeah, you know, there's there's not a lot of arguing with what you just said. And and defensively, this team is just a train wreck. Start you know top to bottom, start to finish. There's nothing there's nothing positive to take away from the way this team plays defense right now. Mm-mm. I I got an I had an interesting Twitter mention. You know, normally I, I don't have those, but. Uh, Somebody so somebody asked me, I tweeted uh, during the game. State is just bad defensively. There's no getting around that fact. Can't stop anybody. Uh, somebody text tweets at me and says, "Is it scheme or talent?" I just don't think Matt Brock is the guy. Cam Young replied to that guy. Oh, and I don't know how he knows him, but I, you know, I'm not I'm not concerned with that. But it, it's 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 definitely Cam Young's uh, uh, sort of a Twitter account. X is no, Twitter account. It's mentality. The scheme is meant for players to play fast and aggressive. We just got to get back to upholding that standard collectively. We lost seven from the starting defense. Okay, the seven from the starting defense. I mean, yeah, I get that, but it's college football. You got to, you do have to have next man up in some ways. But he's right. He's right. I mean, this this defense doesn't look like the defense last year, and that was supposed to be the whole thing, right? Was there's going to be continuity in it? This does not look like the same defense mm-hmm. in any way. So, and, and they lost some good players. I mean, you lost a first round pick at cornerback. That's been yeah. huge because nobody is college been, football. But you shouldn't have that big of a drop off, right? I mean, you lost two draft picks in Cam Young and Emmanuel Forbes. Yeah. And then, you know, some practice squad players in the NFL and some other guys that are not playing in the NFL. Mm. So, it, you know, you shouldn't have seen this kind of drop-off. Yeah, this isn't like in 2018 where you had three first-rounders right. and, and another like a fourth-rounder. And, you know, you, you, this isn't the same thing. This college football, you're going to have players leave. There's no getting around that fact. It should not be this precipitous a drop-off. But it is. It is right now. So, all right. Let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. If you're cooking out this weekend, cook out some beef. If you're cooking out next weekend, same thing. Same thing. Nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. So head to the grocery store, head to your meat markets, talk to your local butchers, and tell them you want beef. You don't want to have beef with people, but you do want beef. It's different things. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. Buddy, Friday night in the Cotton District, Two Brothers was a hopping. I mean, the restaurant portion, totally full, upstairs and downstairs. And then on the patio, they had a few hundred out there. and They had live music going. It was great. So, if you hopefully you didn't miss out on that, but if you did, well, there's plenty of time left this football season to make a trip to Two Brothers. Anytime you're in Starkville, make sure you're at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great services, what every business likes to promise you, they deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they have for 48 years. We're only a little bit away from saying 49. 
That's that's going to be awesome. When they, I mean, another year of taking care of their customers, another year of providing the top name brands in business technology for businesses just like yours, copiers and printers, uh, information and mailing systems, laptops, computers, whatever you need. They've got it at Advantage Business Systems. The number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue. I saw some folks this weekend, and they, they, talk, they talked to me. They were like, hey, Brian, got this polo at the Rogue. You look great. You looked great. And it's because the Rogue has great polos with the logos that you want, the state script, the M over S, and the interlocking MSU. Name brands, an incredible selection, and, of course, the service that comes from being at the Rogue, one of the, stout, the South's top men's clothing stores. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. I think some of you might be disappointed today because I think some of you would always set like the over-under here at like 13 and a half. No, we're not going to get there. We only have eight. But we have eight things that are true today, Robbie. Now, they are all true in every sense of the word true. Whatever the definition of true is, that's what these things are. Yeah. So let's just jump right into them. Uh, number one, Rogers, right, whoever, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Offense is not the issue. No. Offense is not the issue. The, the offense can be, and I'll tell you what, the offense has kind of turned a, uh, a corner with me. I think offensively they're starting to figure things out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Rodgers, with what he can do, you can be successful. If you want to go to right, you can be successful. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you can't stop anybody. Yep. It doesn't matter if you have to put a, I mean, looking at the Arkansas game, I think it's going to be like the South Carolina game. So There's maybe gonna, State can <clears throat> win a shootout. I don't know. But and there's going to be a lot more pressure put on the offense. Mm-hmm. So people are going to be a lot more negative on the offense. I feel like because they'll have a possession where they don't score or they throw an interception, kind of like South Carolina. You know, everybody blamed those two interceptions right. on, from Will Rogers. But the real which, problem, I mean, is, if you if you don't throw or one of them was interception, one of them was a fumble. But right. if you don't have those, then yeah, you have a chance to win. But you give up 37 points. Yeah. That that's kind of my that's kind of my thing. Like if you're having to score that many points to go on the road, mm-hmm. your tough. offense isn't the problem. Yeah, I agree. So I, you know, I I think that right now we've seen some we've seen enough good things from the offense to say, okay, the the offense is is making some progress. The offense is is moving forward. The defense we have not seen much of anything that's been good no. for the last. Four they, weeks. It feels like they're getting worse each week. Yeah, you know, like Arizona. Like I feel like they just kind of got ca- tired. Yeah, you know, s- southeastern Louisiana. It was like one possession that they were bad. Yeah, and so you were like, okay, it was just a lapse in judgment right. or whatever. Since then, every game's been bad. Yeah, I mean they they haven't been good in any game. Yeah. So yeah, the defense to me is is where the blame is squarely sitting right now. So number two, you know, we 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 got what we talked about, right? Within that, uh, we 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 got to see enough of Mike Wright. They mm-hmm. gave him full series. They gave him plenty of possessions. All of that good stuff. Now that I've seen it, Wright needs to be a package quarterback, and Rodgers can, can be the starter. That's that's where I am. I I don't I don't think making White Wright the full time starting quarterback is the way to go. No, I. And quite frankly, I've not been on board with yeah. just making him full time starter. That's where I am right now. I think you. I think that you've got to find better. You got to use him better. Yeah. But 
you know, you can't just be bring him in for one play and take him out for one. You can't do that. But there, they, the, the 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 path forward needs to be Rodgers as a starter and uh, and right as as the package guy, goal line guy, and then you can bring him. You can bring him in for a series here and two. You can still let him throw the ball. He throws the ball okay. Yeah, but no, I, I absolutely am on board with it being. You know, there's a place for both of these guys. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not on the you know time to bench Will Rogers. I'm not on the you know Mike Wright shouldn't play. I'm in the I'm in the middle somewhere. I'm I think there's a happy medium between those two. You keep a defense off balance. They're not they're not able to just pin their ears back every every now and then and come after Will Rogers. You have a package for Mike Wright. You give him three or four plays in a row. You let him get a little bit of a rhythm. Um, and I I know what you're probably referring to, why you feel that way, was that pass he threw. That one pass was bad. But the rest of the way, I thought he threw no, he, the ball fairly well. He did. He, he did. There's going to be some of that with him. He, he's not a polished passer mm-hmm. by any means, but he's capable of making those throws. He is. I just, I, just I thought feel he like... made a really good throw to Jaden Wally. Could probably could have led him a little better, hit him, hit him in stride. Yeah, but it was still a catchable. Ball. It was a catchable. Ball. It was a good enough it. throw. I, I just feel like with Wright, I just want to use him as a package guy. I, I just I feel like Rodgers can do enough. You got to protect Rodgers. You know he, he's going to struggle under pressure, and Wright yeah. Wright does give you the ability to escape pressure that Rodgers does not. But I just feel overall that using Wright as the package guy gives State more options. Yeah, so. and I don't want to use him running the same play every right. time he comes in there. Exactly, like gotcha. allow him to throw the football a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, by the way, I thought Will had a good game yesterday. He did. He played fine. He had three touchdown passes. He completed like I mean, he only had like 189 yards, but I thought he. Yeah. Pref- I didn't think there was. There was not a time I was like Rogers. What are you doing? Yeah, you know. So. Yeah, so I thought he performed well, and hopefully that shoulder injury was just maybe like a dislocation or something. Yeah, just, I'm not a doctor, but I. I know that like you can kind of put it back in yeah. place and play it, through it, some pain with it that. It looked more like discomfort than pain. Yeah. So I think he'll be okay. I mean, having the off week helps. Uh, number three, they should let Matt Brock be the offensive coordinator. <laughs> because he's already <laughs> proven he can't be a special teams coordinator and a defensive coordinator. So let's just see what he does. Let's see if Do maybe you really want that if he's proven he can't be. I had forgotten. And credit to our friend Stefan Krajnik for, for uh, bringing this up when we talked. We were talking about this. That two years ago, we all wanted Matt Brock fired as a special because he was a special teams coordinator. And we were, State was terrible in special teams. They take him off of special teams, and all of a sudden, it's one of the best in the country with Eric Melee. And now he's the defensive coordinator. Like, and, and somebody made, and he, made another, he made another good point. It's like, it's not like Brock is Arnett's guy. Yeah. He was a Leech, leech guy. guy. He came with Leech from Washington State. Mm hmm. Well, I mean, it's a situation where Zach Arnett has. I mean, he has plenty he's, of opportunities to step in. He's got to grab back. He's got to get control back. He's got to take over. I, I wonder if he already is. I don't know. Um, well, I we'll mean, get into that in a second. I, I just I don't know what's happening here because I, it was just one game, and I, I know the offense was not very good that they played, but I was impressed with his game planning against Illinois. Mm-hmm. I thought the execution was good. I thought they. They played very well, and that was a game where you know, you, I think was Cam Young sitting out that game. Yeah, he did not play, and so did Forbes. Pl- 
played. Forbes played, and uh, Jackie Matthews didn't play. Tyrus Wheat didn't play in the game. Wheat didn't, so this basically the same defense yeah, for the most part. Yeah, he's had Forbes, I mean, but that's the only difference. So I, I don't understand. I, I, I can't understand why this is happening. And he has like the demeanor. He's got the – he says the right things. He looks like a defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and it's just not, it's not translating. So. And I, I hate to blame him for everything, but at the end of the day, this is – the leader of the defense. Yeah. And you have a lot of the same players that you had last year. You shouldn't be this bad. But this defense is if, – if there's a worse defense in the league, mm-hmm. I, I would like to see it. I would not like to see it because it must be painful to watch them. That's true. I don't know that I yeah, – I don't want to see it, to be honest with you. Unless they're playing Mississippi State, I guess I would want to see a, that. It's a bad group. They're not good. And it, it, there's, there's, there's obviously personnel issues, but a lot more of it is the system. Yeah. I mean, there are just guys wide open. Wide I mean, every open. time. Every time the ball leaves the quarterback's hands, there's I'm expecting somebody. there to be. Yeah. I'm just hoping they're not close to the line of scrimmage. Well, if you're a Mississippi State fan, you're hoping for drops. Yeah. That's like that's all you've got to hope for right now. Uh, number four. <clears throat> Where is Zach Arnett? You know, the, 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 when State gets a commitment and they tweet out that gif of Arnett going absolutely crazy, where is that guy? Mm-hmm. That's the guy State hired to be head coach, and he's gone. Like, watch him now on the sidelines. He's just sitting there, arms crossed, kind of letting everything you know happen, taking everything in. Like, you have to be what you are. Uh, hold on for a second while we wait and see. As Olave with a big play there, so that's good for you. No, unless it was uh, it was it a was pass. A, okay, yeah. You you think he carried it out of the backfield? No. Well, he does catch this. I, w- I would much hold rather on. have one doing that. No, that's not a catch. That's, com- that's coming back. That's why I didn't show up on Our my di- app. Did he? One? Nah, it's not a catch. Um, with, with, with Arnett, he was this fiery, angry, firebrand of a defensive coordinator. And now he's he's like so calm. We talked about him last week and how it feels like He's up there giving coach speak answers that you and I would give. Like it's 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 almost like a parody of coach speak some of the stuff he says. And it's just this this is not this is not Zach Arnett. And to be successful in this life in anything, I think you have to be yourself. Now, if you're a fake person and that's what you are, then you can be fake and be successful successful. I would grant I would point you towards Skip Bayless on that one. Um Making millions. Making millions, but he's basically a pro wrestler. Yeah. He's basically a pro wrestler. Except um, for they're more real than he is. They are. I, you, know, you can get hurt in pro wrestling. <laughs> um, Arnett's got to He's got to get back to what he, he is. He's got to get back to himself because this guy, like, this guy isn't going to get the job done. I feel like he's too cognizant of how he's perceived. Yeah. Um, and got to change. I think what his thought process is: I can't be this gruff anymore. I've got to be able to, you know, shake hands and kiss babies and stuff like that. Well, the, you don't have to be that way on the sidelines or at a press conference. Mm-hmm. And I feel like too is he's he's yeah. kind of been told by people like we need you to be a little more. We, we don't need you to be you know pissed off. But there you can the, be that guy at like alumni meetings. And, yeah. and when you're on camera with the media and stuff like that. But in the game, look at Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. Guy's angry every second of the day. 
Yeah. But once he gets out of the game, he's as professional as he can be. Now, he sometimes well, loses it a little bit with those guys, but then he always comes back the next day and he's like, eh, I screwed up. That's my bad. I don't I don't see him enough on the sidelines yet because, you know, we're in the press I, box. I'm interested to see a couple more but road games, yeah. I will say I've had – I can't count the amount of people that I've talked to that have said, he just looks lost. That's that's the look that he's giving. I'm not yeah. saying that he is, but that that when people see him with his arms folded and he's yeah. not reacting and things like that, that's the perception that I'm hearing from fans. He yeah. looks lost. Yeah. And that that's kind of what he's dealing with and it's it's got to be annoying to him that he's like, "Well, I do this, I'm doing this to make people think that I'm not this like crazy psychopath, but now yeah. people are saying that I look Lost. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Just be yourself. You need the crazy psychopath. Back. Just be yourself. Yeah. Just be Zach Arnett. I mean, I, if I'm if I'm Arnett, I'm going up to Arkansas, and the first bad call, I'm going to get a penalty. I think what I'm, you, just, I'm going to lose it. I think you're. We are watching a coach have to figure out, literally day by day, mm-hmm. being a head coach in yeah the SEC. And listen, that's not anything for him to be ashamed about. That that doesn't mean that he's a dummy or anything like that, that's just part of this. That's part of this whole process and where Mississippi State is. This is a guy that was brought in a day after his boss died, was brought in to take his job while they're planning, you know, he's trying to be, um, you know, as appreciative to Coach Leach and also respectful to Sharon and that family as he possibly can while also taking the reins of the program, mm-hmm. building building the program his way, and people are getting pissed off at him because he's having to change offenses and stuff like that. He's trying to figure out how to do this. And that that's my that's been my whole thing, what I'm struggling with, because you do deal with personal feelings on this too right. when you talk about it. What I'm struggling is what I'm struggling with here is is Zach Arnett capable of being a head coach or is he not? And if he's capable of being a head coach and he's capable of being a successful one in this league, he's he's having to learn how to do that on yeah. the fly. And it yes, it sucks that they're in this position, but it's the hand that, that's been dealt. What I would tell you is this. In any situation, the easiest thing to do is to be yourself. If you if you if being yourself has made you successful, continue to be yourself. Yeah. Now if being yourself has made you unsuccessful, change. And I wonder, you know, this is a guy that's been laser focused on defense yeah. for years. And now he's having to pay attention. You know, on the sidelines, he's going to talk to players and stuff. Well, now he's having to pay attention to the whole game. He's having to take in all of what's going on. Yeah. And there's some things he just probably doesn't know how to handle at this point. And maybe he's listening to too many people. Uh, he's got people standing behind him yeah. telling him, hey, coach, you need to you need to accept this penalty. You know, we, we need to go for it and pour yeah. it down here. He's having to take – everybody's in his ear. Everybody's on the sidelines behind him. And – I don't know he, what he, you know. What he needs to do, he needs to next game just be like, no, everybody back off of me. I'm going to make my own decisions here, and whatever they are, I'll just live with them. Just live with and it. if we screw up at the end, I'll own it. But I'm going to be the one that decides we need to take a timeout here. I'm going to be the one that says we're going to go for it. I'm going. To, I'm not going. To, I'm not going to do anything else. It's going to be my my thought process the whole way. Mm-hmm. I think that that might be helpful for him. We'll see. This is a huge final six games. Yeah. I mean, it determines his future. 
They're not going to get around. Again, I know there was a lot of talk this past week, like stuff we were saying, mm-hmm. but I, ju- I refuse to believe that his job is safe with four wins. Well, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, number five, of all the things that yesterday that were just not exciting to watch, Watching Western Michigan pick up state's blitzes every time they blitzed was it was humbling. It was startling. It's like state would bring pressure and Western Michigan would just pick it up like they were the like they were the Packers. Yeah, I mean it was just they like state, state, had, state could blitz. not get pressure from any. Even when they blitz, they can't get pressure. Even when they bring more than they can, Western block. Michigan just picked it up. <laughs> and that's what yeah. I think. That's why I'm just like, is it players? Is it scheme? Because. Even if it's players, even if you just don't have great players, right? When you bring seven against five, you should get somebody through. Yeah. It's so like, where are you putting these guys? They can't get pressure and they can't cover, which seems problematic. That's, for that's a huge issue defensively. <laughs> if I you think. can't, it, at least do one of the two. Yeah. You know, Jolie Dunn, like, bringing all out blitz. Well, he's getting pressure. There might be a wide open guy 30 yards down the field, mm-hmm. but. At least somebody's going to force the guy to throw it early or get a sack or something. State just struggles to even get back there. Yeah. And then, you know, if they decide we're only going to send three right here, well, they can't cover anybody. Yeah. So if you can't cover and you can't get to the quarterback or you can't get pressure in the backfield, seems to me you're probably going to struggle on that side yeah. of the ball. So you're, you're right. I, I can't figure out if it's players or coaching. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Because the players. It's definitely some players. I it, mean. The defense looks slow yeah. as a whole. We, we, you, and I, you and I talked about Jet Johnson. We were like, his instincts are so good. He is always where the play needs to be made. If he could run a 4-5, he'd be the first pick in the draft. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't. He's like, you want his brain in yeah. every single defensive player's mind. If I could put his brain in Harold Perkins' body, I got the next Lawrence he, Taylor. He really is in position yeah. every time. But there's some co- angles. If that he goes into coaching, he'll be a good coach. If he can, oh, if he can yeah, explain no. how. Oh, there we go. Big sack. Big sack. No matter what Jet does, he's going to succeed. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's a good kid. He's like Austin Williams. I mean, yeah. And I, I can't really complain. I don't know, I'm not a big about, Austin Williams fan though, because he. I texted him and he ghosted me. He did. Yeah, I wanted to have him on the show and he never, never, never responded. So if you're listening, to Austin, hit me up. He might be like. He might be being a senator or a doctor or whatever he or is. Or he now. might just be, you know, just he he doesn't like us. Yeah. He's listened to us a time or two. He just doesn't like we us. We were always high on him. Well, I was well, high on some other players that have gotten in my true. DMs before. That's true, too. That's true. You treat people like they're not human beings, which you do. Like guys that were like captains of the, of teams. Yeah. Got in my DMs. And, so. All right. Uh, number six. You just gave your, your, your prediction. I, I would say five and seven is where I'm at. But just because... The SEC is not so good that somebody won't screw up. Yeah, I mean, I, I watch this is Arkansas, not a good league this year. I watch Auburn. I'm like, the state can get them. Yeah, the state's state not can, so much bad. Or state can at, beat Arkansas. Yeah, they they didn't. Their offense looked off, which they'll not probably great. set the world on fire next week. Oh yeah, KJ twenty seven or thirty two ninety eight and four touchdowns. But we we talk about boring offenses. It's awful. That's that's one of the most boring. And you schemes. texted me last night. You were like, you have these two studs in the backfield, and you're throwing it forty times a game. Yep. Like, what are you doing? Like, Literally, run the ball. Last year, they, they got a for forty hundred yards. They got like a forty two to seven lead or whatever in that yeah, game. Running the ball. All they did was just run downhill. Yeah. They didn't do anything flashy. That that's what KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders have done their entire career. And Sanders is not healthy. Yeah, that that's obvious. He looked slow last night. Jefferson looked slow. Yeah, 
but the offense was so it's slowly bad. developing. I mean, it, it looked it's worse bad. than Moorhead. So, so state, you know, and, and then you have Auburn, who offensively they can't do a lot. Uh-uh. They're good defensively. But you have, Kentucky, you have some slump busters coming your way in Mississippi State's defense. Exactly. So. You have Kentucky, who showed you that they're Kentucky. Again, we'll talk about them in a minute. I mean, and you have Ole Miss, who is good. I think that's a good football team. But it's the Egg Bowl. Yeah. Crazy things happen. So they'll, they'll beat Southern. Southern misses. They're bad. Putrid, they're they're bad. awful. God, I was right. My fishy line of the week was was Southern Miss was a two-point favorite of Old Dominion. And I was like, why? What was why the final they? on that? Uh, they lost, I think, 21-17. It just—it's like with Southern, like one week their their defense can't stop anybody, and the next week their offense can't score any points. Well, when I, you, I know how that goes. I think whenever, uh, like, I think it's big to recruit the state of Mississippi, mm-hmm. but they're taking a lot of players. Like their whole approach is, we're going to recruit the state of Mississippi, yeah. and which is, you know, that's what I thought that Southern Miss should do right. all along. But like, there's a they're, lot of players that are well, not. Here, here's what you and Capable I, we always out. say, like, Mississippi State can do well on the guys that Auburn and Alabama don't want and the guys yep. at LSU don't want. The guys that Mississippi State and Ole Miss don't want are marginal college football players. Yeah. Like, and yeah, State would, state would t- there's like four or five guys on USM's roster that State would have. Like, Jason Brownlee is a guy, a couple of last oh, from last yeah. year. State, yeah. He would have played well at State. He's a good football player. Yeah. But how many of those guys do they have? Like, two, three? Yeah, and I, you know... What's Frank Gore doing? I mean, he's just he's just not having he's not having the same have, kind of year. They don't he, have the yeah, blocking so. up front or something. So I, and, and I know they lost their defensive coordinator. You know, sort of the same thing Mississippi State's going through. But I well, just, they haven't been good in years. I mean, that, they 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 look like they that like year one with Will Hall was a struggle, but you saw he's laying the foundation. Year two, they were better. They go to a bowl game, they win. You're like, if they can get a quarterback in there, they're going to be good. They get the quarterback. And I thought, okay, this is going to be a good football team this year, and they're just not. Yeah. So State will win that game, and then it's just can they get one more? And it, but it's got to be two to save your job, which leads us into number uh, number seven. I would put, you know, we like to talk about value betting sometimes, right? Like, you know, if you can get somebody for the highest minute, you know, five to one, that might be a good value bet or whatever. I would put Arnett fired at season's end as a good value bet right now. I wouldn't say it's a good bet. It's not 50-50 or anything like that. But you if you if you could get like 5 to 1 or 10 to 1 on that, you should take it. Yeah. It's just such a weird situation. Oh, and we discussed it last week with the Andy Staples report and all that and I know there was some extra stuff out there about it, but I just I just don't know if if zero and eight in the SEC is survivable, at this I don't point. think it is. I mean, that is even even in your first year. That is with with what you got next year when you're going to lose a lot of these players. Yeah, that's not something that I think that you can return from. I just I, I don't. You, mm-hmm. you can't go zero and eight in this league, mm-hmm. and especially with next year being a rebuilding. I mean, you're you're looking at, um, you know, digging yourself a pretty big hole at that point. Mm-hmm. So I you know, five wins is is borderline to me. Six is like the magic number for me for yeah. Zach Arnett to be to be safe. Yeah, if he gets to six, they probably bring uh, now Brock's gonna go. Yeah, you gotta make some changes. You gotta make some changes. But you could probably be at six, you're probably like, you know, especially if the six was somehow the egg bowl. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, it's gonna be okay. But yeah, I right think everybody now, would be thrilled if you win 
right now. You win two SEC games right now and win the Egg Bowl. People would sign up for that. Yeah, I agree. But, I I mean, I say this every week. You got games that are winnable. This Mm -hmm. isn't like you're facing the gauntlet. Right. You know, like Arkansas stinks. Everybody else is winnable. Every other game on the schedule is not a juggernaut team. The best team left on the schedule is Ole Miss. Yeah, or A&M. I think it's Ole Miss. I would take A&M on the road. No, I'm not talking about the best team. Like the best, regardless of, of everything else. Who is the best football team left on their schedule? Maybe it's Ole Miss. they got the offense over AM. AM's defense is much better. It but, is, but I thought Ole Miss was really good defensively. Like the well, Ole Miss was I mean, better went, defensively than if Ole, they were playing with somebody with a pulse, where they look like. But I mean, AM played Arkansas, and I didn't think they I mean they had what? Arkansas had didn't do sacks, anything. But, Arkansas had a hundred and something yards of offense. They had hundred and seventy nine yards. How many did they have last night? Two hundred and something, I mean, probably three hundred. Yeah. I don't know. I thought, I thought I can't remember. They had a they had eighty something. God, the first KJ, drive. That, that first interception. I'm I've still receding it in my so head. bad. As soon as the ball leaves his hand, me and Steph both went. Where? Like, yeah, where I, are you? There throwing was no that? like. They even had a shot behind him. Yeah, and I'm like, what? Like, what's he looking like at? The, 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 he's covered, and the safety is coming that way. And I'm like, what are you looking at, KJ? It was crazy. So. I, but that that's what happens when you take him out of his. Yeah. Now you're right. Element. You're right. Uh. Last thing, speaking of that, as you guys may or may not know, be aware, I went to Oxford last night. My, I got to go up there and sit with my rebel. Uh, just stop. Just, 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 just stop. Uh, yeah, I got, I got to put up with that from the anonymous. I don't know. I'm gonna put it up from you. Uh, How do you know, I'm not one of the anonymous. You probably are. Oh, oh, oh rip dog four twenty over here. Rip dog. Yeah. Uh, I guess the Colts are just not going to give the ball to Jonathan Taylor. Apparently not. I should have. I should have known better. Yeah, like we're going to be forty-two million dollars to block. You're you're basically an extra tight end now. You paid him at this point. You yeah. might as well feed him. Yeah. Well, you don't want to. You don't want to get him. Get him hurt. Then then you're like, what do we spend this money on? Yeah, that's true. Um. So obviously, obviously a bigger crowd, right? Um. A big, I'm a much bigger crowd because their team is better than Mississippi State's right now. I get that. I'm not. I'm not overly worried about that. But two things. First off, their stripe out worked. Like it, it really it popped. Maybe now red and powder blue are going to pop a little more than maroon and white are, but it was noticeable how much better it was than the one state did. Now, obviously, it helps. I state did it helps good when job. you don't have a big swath of purple and gold in the middle. Right. Of it. it also helps that Arkansas wearing red and, and they worked the stadium around it. So it was, it looked like it was supposed to look. But the game, the, the team aside, State's game day people need to go to a game at Ole Miss and go to a game at Alabama and go to a game at Auburn. And I don't know how you do that. I mean, I guess you go for the road games and just really take note because obviously they have the LED lights and that's and their sound system actually works, mm-hmm. which is – I got to thinking about that today. I was like, when did we first determine the sound system didn't work at Mississippi State? When was it first like, man, the, the speakers, just, they just don't sound good in here. It's like 2014, 15, yeah. something it's been a while. It is 2023. They still have the same little like banner thing covering yeah. up the speakers on top of the video board. Yeah. Like that maroon. Like, how is that not That's like the, the same the day one? But like, so their sound system works and their LED light system works. But like, it's just so well integrated. Yeah. Everything is designed to keep the fans involved. There's no like lengthy breaks for us to talk about the, uh, you know, the, the school of accountancy's, you know, sponsor of the game. 
They're, they're, everything is about keeping the fans engaged. Now, I wouldn't copy everything oh, they no. do because a lot of their stuff is kind of corny. Well, but it, well, but, but I'll say the, this: we think that party and the sip thing is corny. They have totally bought into it, though, and it's like a party atmosphere there. Now, obviously, it helps when you're winning. I get that it helps when you're winning, but their fans are into the games. I think it's kind of you know when Mullen got here. There was, you know, you, you got to get the fans in there first, and then you'll win. And that's what happened here, right? Fans showed up, and you started winning. It hasn't gone that way at Ole Miss. Like, Kiffin has had to be on their butt about that a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And But then last week, he said something. He's like, look, I've been hard on the fans here, but this, this LSU game, he said, this is the best crowd we've ever had. We need to keep that going. And I thought the crowd last night was really, really good. State has to really overhaul what they do on game day. Because it feels like you're watching a game in like the 80s sometimes. Yeah. No. And, I mean, and, and and there's a lot of people out there that'll say, I don't care what it's like, just win. That's that is I, that, not that how has this got, works. That's gotta stop. That These is little that's, de- those I, are the people that are holding Mississippi State back. So, that's that those are the people that have been in place mm-hmm. doing the game day stuff. Yeah. And they said, oh, it's, we just need to win. So that, let's this talk stuff's about fine. What what you know, we we all saw it. It was on both message boards, it was on, on three and twenty four seven. I think it got tweeted out the picture of a guy goes to gets in goes to his seats and there's just garbage everywhere from last week's game. And not we're not talking about blown leaves or anything. Peanut shells, cups. The whole nine yards. That is completely unacceptable. And Whoever me, is cleaning the stadium should have been fired. Whoever his boss was should be fired. And quite honestly, the boss above that might need to go too. You need to send a message. Take take it from old Brian, who's fired a lot of people in his day. You don't need to fire too many before people get the message they got to change. Well, here's what I say about that. I think that was it. Shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. But I do think that was kind of an isolated thing. And and also to Mississippi State's credit. Immediately, well, that's they that's, they went and that's the made next that thing I right. want to go into here is that so this happens the guy sees his his his, uh, his seats are just covered in garbage he's able to flag down Brandon Langlois now for those of you who don't know who Brandon is he is state's director of media relations he deals more with me and Robbie that's yeah nothing to do with that his job is to take care of the media and take care of the coaches his job is not stadium maintenance and cleanliness at all mm-hmm. so I'm going to give him a lot of credit. Not his problem. He made it his problem. He got it taken care of, and it was done. We need more people like that. There's a lot of not my problem at Mississippi State right now. Not my circus, not my monkeys kind of thing. And there, it's got to be everybody has to be pulling the chain in the same direction because they want the best. And this is why I get so frustrated with these idiots, and I'm going to use that word, who when you're like, why do y'all care what the uniforms look like? Why do y'all care about the All y'all do is complain. It's like everything you do has to be the best. Yes. Or at least you try. Look, I don't expect Mississippi State to have a game day atmosphere like they have at Alabama. I don't. Because it's because Alabama has some advantages state doesn't have. They have more money. They have more fans. It's just the way it is. But you have to try to be like that. Yeah. You have to try. You can't just sit here and say, well, we can't do that. You know, it's like, oh, this week we're not going to paint the end zones. Well, oh. you know what? You know who you know who those people are that say what you say? Who? Or the or not what you say, but what you're the people you're yeah. talking about. The same ones that say, oh, I don't know if we're going to have a place at the table whenever they start expanding. Yeah. Well, this, if if you ask yourself that question, will they have a place at the table? Yeah. Fixing things like this yeah. and performing up to a higher standard is how you 
makes make your place at the table. Yeah, make sure that they cannot kick you out of this league. Right. I feel it, like, like why like why would anybody? This, this is my thought process on this. You're a graduate of Mississippi State. Yeah, you're an average fan. I I, 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 I know where you're going. I'm a graduate. I'm, with you. I'm a graduate of Mississippi State. I grew up a Mississippi State fan. Now I cover Mississippi State. I've gone into a different role. But my heart, at the end of the day, is with Mississippi State. I'm, I, there's no way that I can hide that. Yeah. Everybody knows where my, at the end of the day, where my blood is. Um, I want Mississippi State to be the best it can possibly be. Yeah. I don't want them to have speakers from 2008 right. in the stadium that right. they just said, eh, we don't want to spend the money on that. Just, it's fine. Just let, just let it play. I don't want trash to be there from last week sitting in a pile. Yeah. I don't want the football product to be right. to the point where people do not want to spend money to come to those games. Right. I want it to be the best it can possibly be. I want it to be 2014, number one in the country, Mississippi State. There's I two- want the atmosphere. We, we keep seeing these things pop up on the video board. Video board Pat 40, loudest atmosphere in America. Rick Cleveland. Those quotes this that- are from 2014. That was Mississippi State's then. greatest atmosphere, and and it made such an impression that those people thought this is the best atmosphere I've ever been in. Yeah, and now we're looking out there, and there's, I mean, even against LSU, sections empty. Yeah, sections filled with purple and gold, and you got trash on there. You got a football team that people are quite frankly right now embarrassed to so go watch. There, there's two ways to get people into the stadium. One, if you just have a dominant football team, if you win, they'll show up. Yeah. Right, people are going to show up for a winner. They don't really at that point. It becomes like eh, you know, it's not really the greatest, but we win every week. Yeah. Right. Or you can have an incredible experience for your fans. Right. The stadium is pristine. Everybody's friendly. You know, you have you know friendly concession prices. the 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 atmosphere is that the, that the stadium itself generates is cool. You have great graphics. You have you know, there's no lulls. There's no there's not there's nothing. Right. It's just seamless. When you have both. That's when you're on top, right? But when you have neither, that's a huge problem. So you have a team that's not exciting to watch, and you have a product that's not exciting to be a part of. Yeah. Why am I coming? And and that that's the thing. We start off this year saying, man, you'll, you got to get to these games. Yeah. Now, how can you possibly I, I blame anybody? With a straight face, I will not tell anybody that you hey, can't you, blame anybody. You, you for should that. be at these games. Why? Why would? Why no. should anybody have spent money yesterday coming to a game at yeah. eleven a.m.? Some people, you know, having to get a hotel room for multiple yeah. nights. Yeah. Some people having to drive up. Now, if Mississippi State's at the top of their game and you're ha- you're pushing for something, yeah. Then yes, I, that that's when I'm on board with. It's time for the fans to get behind this team. But if they're not giving you something to to pay for and especially with the atmosphere why why are you why do you expect those people to show up yeah so I'm with you. it's got to change the the direction at Mississippi State has got to change it's been in the same spot for many years and I'm going to be honest with you right now the athletic department as a whole as far as the results and what you're getting the return on investment is not, it's not good, good. It's not good right now. I mean, I think people I feel, are excited about basketball. Now, yeah. it was unfortunate news with Tolu, but yeah, we'll talk about that both, tomorrow. We'll, we'll but go both deep both into that. teams are in great shape. Yeah, everything else right now is. Well, I mean, and has got have, to get better. You have you spent all this money on the hump, and I, I'm just telling you that we are going to walk into the hump and be like, where do they spend this money? The court will look different, and, and the concourse yeah, behind that. But will, it's like this is not. Fifty million. Yeah, that's John Cohen. So that, that was on John Cohen. I had a friend who uh, 
to toured uh, Duty Noble this weekend and said that when he was in the, the Triple Crown Club, it, they hadn't cleaned it since the last game. So there was, a, there was like some trash can there with like a thing of spoiled milk. Yeah. Now that's been sitting there since May. Yeah. It is October. Mm-hmm. And he said it was it was rough. And it's like you we've got to find people who take pride in Mississippi State. Now I I think with Selman, what he's doing right now is he's fact gathering. Yeah. He's gonna let it, the, he's gonna let this season play out. I, I I'm I, I'm just this is just my belief. I don't have any proof. I'm gonna ask him about it at some point. But like I think that when we get to like January and he's seen a full football season. You're going to see a lot of massive changes, both in terms of what what do you expect at the games and just the people in the athletic department. Yeah, there's going to be some like you, you're not. We can't have this. This is not how you run an athletic department in 2023, 2024, and you got to, We got to, you can change or get out. Yeah. So it's. I hope that's the case. I mean, the, you, there has to be. You have to have a crossroads moment here mm-hmm. and decide. Do you want to? Do you want to go all in on your athletic department? In this era of college sports, or are you simply okay with just doing things how they've been done? Mm-hmm. Because this is a totally new era of sports. This isn't what any of us grew up in. This mm-hmm. is totally different. You are a um, you're an entertainment business, and you're also in the business of these student athletes and and making this mm-hmm. the most uh, the best destination that they could get to. Yeah. Um, or at least one that's extremely attractive. Yeah. And right now, can you say that across the board that Mississippi State is no. that? No, you can't. So, so I, you know, it's important. It's important. Is that what you're trying to tell me? It is important. It is important. Yes. Let's talk about something else that's important. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee is for closers only. Coffee is for closers. It's brought to you by our good friends over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville and Chardon Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive through over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo uh, over in Tupelo. Be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Topasol. Ooh, that would be a little weird. You would not expect that one bit. Wherever you but are. But if you'd like to top us off with a little more. <laughs> a little more coffee. Coffee, yeah, yeah. So. Head over to uh, Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starville or Brupo and Tupelo. But if you're not in those two towns and you want the great stuff, simple as that, guys. Just make a, f- a quick trip to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Order it to be shipped right to your door. Remember, that's a Bulldog Initiative business. Matt Brock is no coffee for Mississippi State. I mean, I don't know what's going on defensively, but it, I, 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 I got to blame somebody. So I'm going to blame him. He's going to get the blame this week. No coffee uh, for Matt Brock. Yeah, why not? So, yeah, you know. I almost went Kentucky for. I'm sorry, I almost went Arkansas, but I did. I ended up with Kentucky for the SEC. No coffee. I just every year with Kentucky, every year it's like okay, maybe they, maybe they're, you know, and then they play Georgia, and it's like nope, no, they aren't. Them on the road is the most predictable thing. It really is. I mean, to me, makes Mar- you wonder. You know, state plays them here. Yeah, Mark Stoops is is Dan Mullen to me. There's a lot of that. Um, you know, he's he's recruited uh, probably as well as they have. They got the blue collar mentality. Mm-hmm. They beat, for the most part, the teams they're supposed to beat. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you remember like the first three or four years, Dan Mullen could not beat like anybody in the SEC West yeah. other than Ole Miss. Yeah, it's kind of that way for Stoops. Yeah, he can beat Vanderbilt. He can't win 
a whole lot of games on the road. Yeah, he can't win road games. Yeah, so you know, it's just. I mean, this is got, a f- oh, by the way, I think Georgia was just like, you know what? We're kind of tired of y'all saying we're not great. Exactly. I, I don't know. <laughs> Watch why, this. I don't know why anybody thought Georgia was like falling off or yeah. anything. They're still winning the game. Oh my gosh, they murdered them. Yeah, they 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 might be turning a corner here. Yeah. Turning a corner. Are you talking about Georgia? Yeah. <laughs> that with this team. <laughs> that that plucky little program's finally well, starting to figure it out. You know what out. I mean? Like South yeah. Carolina game struggled, yeah. Auburn game struggled. They I might be figuring it out. Maybe the easiest no coffee nationally ever. It was gonna be Notre Dame. Miami. But then Oh my God. And I, I, I made a point today. I wanted to watch Crystal Ball's press conference because I wanted to see if he was going to get up there and defend his decision. He didn't. He got up there and he said, should have taken a knee. Uh, you mm. idiot. Yes, you should have taken a knee. Uh, that what was is, he doing? That Does is, he explain that is, any so, of somebody I saw some research. He never takes a knee. He always just runs out the clock with plays. Ooh. But when in a close you – know, it's one thing if you're up two touchdowns. Yeah. You can do that. But if you're in the final thirty seconds of a the, close game, mm. you have you have to take a knee there. But he didn't do it, and it bit him in the ass. And now they lose a game that they had no. Ace. Now that one, that one's full on ass, oh, okay. full ass. Oh, yeah. And oh. now Miami is. I mean, that's awful. Notre Dame deserved it too. Hartman five picks. Yeah, five, five yeah. interceptions. Yeah, they're fake. Like, you have a stud running back. Just hand him the ball. They're fakies. Yeah, the fakey Irish. They're fakies. Kentucky's a fake. A lot of fakes uh, this week. Yeah, I, Texas. You know, I, Texas is a little fake. Oh, um, I will. I want to. I want to point this out. I said this Saturday. I want to give Zach or Ar- Zach Selman some credit. Watching the game, he was now. Maybe you're gonna get mad at him because he's not paying attention to what Arnett had to say. But the final moments of the Oklahoma Texas game are going on. He was watching that on his phone. Oh, I turned around and stared him he down. He was locked in. And Oklahoma scores to take the lead. He didn't flinch. Did I was not, so impressed. I was facial like, expression didn't, didn't change. Fa- didn't fist pump. Nothing. His poker face is incredible. Yeah, I wouldn't play poker with Zach, Zach Selman. His dad, so. I think his dad, some of his family was in town this week. Yeah. So well, hope, they were, they were like, son, we're not coming to your game. <laughs> we're going to be watching Oklahoma, Texas. So what a game that was. And then well, L- Dewey, Dewey was so there. Dewey was on the sideline. You and I. We had the dueling laptops going. You had LSU Missouri. I had Texas Oklahoma. We're just sitting there looking it over each other, and you turn around and look at. I was like, "This is great." I, I did pull up Texas Oklahoma. You did for the, the last LSU minute. Did, yeah. You kept turning around. I turned like, around like Arnett's answering questions, and I'm just turning around, turn around looking, looking at, at, at like, me, and I'm like, "Wow, oh. yeah. yeah, right." Uh, Texas, I think, scored right when Arnett walked in. Yeah, and, and I was just like, "Oh, Burt Auburn." <laughs> yeah, Burt Auburn. That's right. So, all right, Hair guys. Top. We'll talk about Tolu Smith tomorrow. That's a big story. We need to get into that. We'll do that tomorrow. Uh, no, no Arnett press conference tomorrow, so we'll just talk a little football. Plus, our SEC picks. Robbie made up a game on me this week with uh, LSU, Ooh. so I'm up one on Robbie. This did is you a pick big... Missouri? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's right. You did. I did. I, Here we go, I, baby. I felt good for 95% of that game. We got us a, we got and, us a game. And then LSU happened. So. Yep. All that tomorrow. I, I'm, we all need a break from football this week from I, Mississippi State. Football. You and I, I set it up in the uh, the press box, and I think you or maybe you said it. And I was just like, but it, after five, even if State was good, after five home games in six weeks, having a few weeks off much. from it is just is nice. That's just too much. Yeah, it's, the SEC schedule makers did State no favors with no. the way they did it. So, but I, I'm 
I'm thrilled that this is a week off yeah. from football. Just, I mean, we no, all not need from to, football. We'll be watching Mississippi State. Football, Mississippi but State, yeah, not having to deal. We with all need to, to step back. Everybody's frustrated. I Mississippi agree. State's hurt. Step back and just relax. All right, guys, have a good one. Talk to you tomorrow for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.